a voice sweet like a butterfly, a tongue that stings like a honeybee, your sister love extraordinaire, aka Red Sonia, the song bee. Welcome to another episode of Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast. You can support this podcast by hitting the share button, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. You can also make a donation by visiting Patreon forward slash Sister Love. Leave a comment on Facebook, Sister Love Extraordinaire page, tell us your pH level for the week, and check out the H3 blog, that's Humor, Health, Happiness, at h3life.blogspot.com. So, let's get this thing rocking. <laughs> so, uh, well, anyway, welcome to another week of Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar. This is... Sonia, Song B, a.k.a. Auntie Coco, and I am with... Colleen Morgan from London. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it is Mother's Day. I'm wonderful. It, and this, it happens to be Mother's Day, the day we're recording. So I'm going to say happy Mother's Day to you, Colleen, and all the mothers out there. Thank you. Actually, Mother's Day for us in the UK is in March. Usually the last Sunday of March, but I'll take to um, Happy Mother's Day because we need all the praise that we can get, right? That's right. We do. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, so just a quick check in. How are your uh, your pH levels? I'm going to just tell you where I am. Um, you know, I would say I'm at a, I'm at a, a, a five today, but overnight, I didn't wake up at a five, <laughs> you know, I, oh, wow. okay. I woke up at like maybe a, a three and I was having, actually I didn't sleep real well. I don't know. I dream a lot and nothing, it wasn't anything bad and I don't recall the dream too much, but, uh, but I was having a lot of pain <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. yeah, in my knee particularly. So rolling around in the bed, tossing and turning every turn is a pain. And right. I, you know, and it's a mental challenge and adjustment to get past, you know, how do you uh, challenge the pain? That will have to be a future podcast, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and maybe we'll even have a, a guest uh, sometime in the future on some of these occasions. But other oh, than good. that. So how, how did you wake up then feeling a five? Well, it wasn't a five. I had to make it a five. Thanks for asking. So I, uh, I immediately got up. I, I usually do a prayer when I get up and, but I grabbed an ice pack, <laughs> slapped right. it on my knee. Yes. And slapped it on my knee. Um, I had a really wonderful breakfast. I did a little stretching, a little quiet, few minutes of moments of deep breathing, you know, sort of a meditation and uh, got up and just felt really good that, I don't know, just really feeling good. Vertical. Excellent. And just feeling good. So that's that's where I am, my pH factor. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. How about yourself? For me, I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'm at a five. I've had a, a pretty good week. I had a good day yesterday. 
I went out and met up with a friend who had been sort of struggling during this whole lockdown business. So I thought, you know what, Let, let me go meet her, you know, spend some time with her. It was a beautiful day. We had really gorgeous weather in London. So we spent the day walking around the park, and I paid the price when I got home because my <laughs> muscles were killing me. So I had a salt water bath. When I woke up this morning, everything was fine. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I, oh, well, the yeah. good thing is that, you know, after that long walk, you were able to recover. Yes, because I was so worried that I'd be, like, so stiff today and not be able to move. But a little bit stiff but not as bad as I thought I would be. Well, you know what, but that's good. I mean, just to be able to stretch out. And that's something that my I intend to do. I did get to walk one day last week, and um, and I had hoped to do it this weekend. So I'm going to make it a point to get out and walk. It's not as sunny uh, today as it had been, you know. No, neither here. It's not here either. It's pretty gloomy and quite uh, chilly today, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like that here, too. Well, I did do something special with a friend the other day. Um, During this whole lockdown, she's been feeling a little bit isolated. So I did break quarantine rules, and we met up in an open space, and um, we spent time doing some grounding and earthing, which is basically just... Take your shoes off and let let your feet connect with the earth. It's meant to give you like electrolyte charges. Hmm. Um, we hugged a tree and we just hung out in the park and it was just lovely. She needed that, you know, bit of uplifting. Wow. And I feel like if I was in a position like that, that somebody would do that for me. So that was that was that was a you know nice for me to be able to do that for her. That's really nice. That's you know we when you need that we need that in friendship, right? Because right now I think Absolutely. A, a lot of people, particularly at this time, and going through you know whether it's a full lockdown, partial lockdown, quarantine, um, it's it's challenging times, and um, that really kind of goes into our topic uh, of the day. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, um, well, maybe we should just go into the topic and um, let's do it. Yeah. So, the topic of the day is being quarantined with an arsehole. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm sure there's many people that are having to be in lockdown with another person be it a spouse, be it, um, you know, a family member that you just do not get along with. And that makes it really difficult and really, really compounds the situation. Exactly. There's a lot of people that are going through something right now because they're in a household. I mean, some people on one hand, if they're living by themselves and, and feeling isolated. And so here in the U.S., all there's these... To ongoing television commercials that says you're not in it alone, kind of like uh, to uh, quarantine uh, with one another, like quarantine and reach out to someone, uh, but you're not in right. this alone. But so that's that's one thing. But then there's on the other hand, there are the people who are quarantined with 
horrible, hostile, mean people or or they see, you know, if, Absolutely. yeah, and maybe you may not see the person may not be that way typically, but then you have the people that is their characteristic anyway. So whether it's a child or a spouse, you know, they really dread being in that space with that individual. And I think that's one of the things we want to talk about is uh, how to deal with the asshole that you're, you're in the house with. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because you've got to think as well about, you know, domestic violence uh, victims. They have nowhere to go, literally have nowhere to go. And I know certainly here in the UK, um, you know, the, uh, the contact via websites has increased almost sort of 50%. Um, some calls have also increased. So there's definitely a lot of people that are feeling... The, the you know a massive strain more so than they were already feeling as a result of the lockdown exactly and i think if you uh there's i'm sure that they're creating um charts uh i believe there's a graphic chart on the economist website uh that's the economist.com and they're charting domestic violence daily and it is factually increasing since the COVID-19 lockdown. And that's... Yes, absolutely. Tragic. It is tragic. It is tragic. Um, and, you know, I mean, in these households, you think that there are also children... Exactly. ...that are to witness this. Exactly. Um, which, you know, that in itself is just awful. Right. And so, you know, so on one hand, it's awful for anyone for the, you know, the spouse, the child. Um, I, you know, I just hate to even think that you have those, uh, let's say, women who already are in a a very volatile relationship. And other people know it. And sometimes they're family members and people, it's kind of like the the elephant in in the room. Everyone knows it, but nobody's really talking about it. So, you know, if on one hand, you know of someone like that, someone should be reaching out to them and just at least try to talk to them and see how their mental and emotional well-being is. Uh, Because oftentimes we know that these individuals that are the victims are in such fear that they won't say anything. They won't do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's most cases. They just won't. They feel like, you know, they need to suffer in silence. But they're also afraid of the repercussions, you know, of what that means if they do talk to somebody and and say that other person challenges their spouse or their partner. They feel that that puts them in an even more vulnerable position. So that makes it very, very tricky for a lot of people. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, so, and then, so there's one thing for the adult and then there's, you know, um, uh, for the child, children. And so we know that uh, it certainly is advised that people are in fear, but to, to reach out 
and to try to uh, call any one of the hotlines to try to help you because unfortunately you know this is a time that not only people who are isolated that need mental emotional support but those people that are victims they need you need support and they need to reach out and call and and it, and it could be the uh the turning point that causes them to even possibly potentially be removed from the home i think for a child Sometimes maybe the child is fearful about that or fearful that something will happen to the parent. But, I mean, it's really about yes. your the safety and well-being of those individuals, you know, and... Absolutely. And, and of everyone in the household, everybody that lives in the household is, is at risk. That's right. That's right. So it sounds like now there are all kind of programs. I mean, like even Facebook, uh, there are therapists, there are Facebook live video chats uh, to talk to clinicians. And these are things that, you know, in crises uh, that that individuals need to put, reach out. And I think that's a really wonderful, brilliant idea uh, to be able to reach out to someone and you feel you have that face to face, but in, you know I understand too they have to do this very discreetly. They need to do it in a in a way in a yeah, manner that's protective. Absolutely, and I think as well. I mean, you know, some of the things that I was reading in doing the research, you know, they're, they're suggesting they're encouraging women to contact the organizations by whatever means, whether it's via a website, over the telephone, but they're also advising women to cover their tracks because, you know, your partner can always go online and see your activity or they can go into your phone and see what numbers you've been dialing. So they're also trying to sort of say, yes, we want you to contact us but also we want you to contact us in, 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 in as much anonymity as possible without letting your partner or your spouse know that you're contacting us so that you're not putting yourself in further danger. Exactly, exactly. So I just really, you know, want to say that for the people who are dealing with a, a violent and hostile situation, um, you know, there there's some recommendations on, first of all, how to deal with difficult people if they aren't already attempting or try to practice. And I know that if you're dealing with someone that's difficult and violent, sometimes the more calmer you are and the more you say or just try to be, your calmness raises their anger and rage. We'll set them off. <laughs> set them yes. Off. I, I've seen that before. You may have been around me in one of those situations. Oh, Does that ring a bell? I, think I, I vaguely remember, but we won't discuss that. We won't right discuss now. that. I remember a situation. Yeah. But, you know, uh, knock on wood with God's blessing and prayers, you know, when you're recognized something like that, you want to remove yourself as, you know, as quickly as possible, you know. But uh, so there's some. Re oh, no. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, um, you know, as I've explained, I have recently moved, but the place I was living in before, you know, I had a bit of a situation mm. where somebody was living there that. Uh, 
you know, I didn't get along with in the end. And it became, I mean, it wasn't a violent situation or anything like that, but it did become this very tense and weird situation where I was really wanting to avoid this person. And so when lockdown came around and, you know, we all, everybody stopped working or were having to sort of like pass each other, it really did become quite awkward. So, you know, that situation, obviously, it's not as deep as somebody who is suffering from domestic violence. But there's all levels of situations that people are having to deal yes. with, you know, on, on that scale of from awkwardness to something that's really quite life-threatening. That's, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, um, I was thinking, you know, at this time during COVID, we're talking about <clears throat> being quarantined with the asshole. We know that also there are very hostile people out in public. So and I've been hearing things on the news when, uh, in fact, there was a security guard that was murdered because uh, a woman somewhere, I can't remember the exact state, she refused to wear the mask because some places you cannot enter into the establishment unless you have a mask. Right. And she refused to right. wear it. And she was with two other people. They actually murdered the security guard. They got into an altercation. They killed this man. There's been a lot of, and the news has been reporting different hostile situations where people, because they refuse, it's like you're, take, you're uh, trying to take control over them or you're taking away a freedom. The point is, you know, that's one thing dealing with people in the public you definitely want to remove yourself from people. First of all, it's like, keep six feet away from me. So why you want to be by me, please. <laughs> and then we won't yes. have to have this, but right. you know, but really, uh, but I think, you know, some of the tips of even coming back to, uh, dealing with the asshole in, <laughs> in the bed or the asshole in the, under the same roof is that, Yes. Psychology Today, which is a uh, magazine, gives us a few tips. So I'm just going to give some of the tips and we can talk about them. But uh, one is listen, you know, which is like you want to listen kind of reasonably with, with a certain compassion, although you might be listening with fear. <laughs> Two, yes. stay calm. Try to be calm yes. and not react and have a re emotional react, you know, and 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 also this is these tips I think is also for the person who has the hostility, you know, and right. they're aware of it and they want to work on it is kind of the the AA yeah. alcoholic anonymous approach. Right. But to and and this is really for you people with the hostile heads, you know. But I think it works both ways. But stay uh stay calm. Don't judge. This is for you hostile people. Um, you know, don't judge. Because you don't know what the other person's going through. And this is, this is, you know, we'll have to talk about both sides of it. But reflect, respect, uh, and, and re reflect, res respect, and show dignity toward the other person. Now this is, you know, these are tips for the person with the hostility. But we'll have to talk about it on the other side. Uh, look for the hidden right. need. It says, look for others around you who might be able to help. Um... And, um, so let's see. And there's 20 points, but I'll just say one more. Let me see a couple more. Say, I, uh, saying I understand usually makes things worse. Instead, t say, 
Tell me more so I can understand better. Now that would be, right. what do you think about that? I think that's a good tip for the person who's also on the receiving end of the hostility. Maybe they could say that to, that's something, you know, to try to get into the psychology of them because you want to calm them down. Of course, and it's reverse psychology, really, isn't it? You know, right. tell me more so that I can understand, you know. Um, yeah, those are some really good tips. Yeah, yeah. And so I think to, uh, and you know, and there's a lot more. Of course, don't return anger with anger. Don't argue or try to convince the other person of anything. Keep extra space between you and the other person. <laughs> oh, that, that can be challenging. Yeah, that, can, that can be, I mean, I, I, I was wondering about that today. I was thinking to myself, well, how can you, if you're in a household with somebody, they're a complete asshole, and you want to create some space for yourself or some time and moments to do something independently, how would that work? What would you do? When would you do do it? You know, I was really contemplating that today, and I thought, that must be quite challenging, because normally in, um, you know, with some kind of arsehole or in an abusive situation, everything's about control, isn't it? Control exactly. what you're doing, who you're talking to, what you're wearing, what you're eating, oh my God. how much money you're spending. Yes. I mean, it just gets really ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I did. I was really thinking about that today. Like, how would somebody, you know, create that space within that environment? Well, you know, and that's that's the thing is that because the person that's the bully in this situation, they're like you said, it's about control, and they there it's when what's really uh, fueling them is their fear. See, a lot of times the yes. underlining issue is a fear of something, a fear of losing control, a fear that they never had it in the first place, their fear of their intimidation in some other level that has absolutely nothing to do with that relationship, you know, living in that situation. No, and that other person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is really, it becomes a real psychological uh game and a challenge that you have to really get into the psychic in a way you have to manipulate and play this chess game to try to avoid being the target of their you know hostility and anger or violence so to manipulate your space so that they're not remember fear creates suspicion suspicion can then trigger rage and the person you may not even be doing anything you know, some of the, right. And in some cases that fear is that the person wants to leave. I think when the situation is so bad, you really need to get, just get the hell out of it. If it means getting shelter, call a crisis center, call some, uh, protective services, some outreach. It, it, this COVID situation might be the very trigger and key to get you out of a situation that is unhealthy totally agree with you i think this is a good time you know where a lot of us are having to change and reflect and look at our lives and look at our situations and what's making us happy and what's not making us happy and i think this is you know there's so much opportunity if we want to call it that in lockdown there is a lot of opportunity to just really really reflect 
on you know what's going on in your life and if you are in a situation like that this could be that perfect time right because when you're with a bully they're not going to even allow you to do the practical things when a person is logical and reasonable reasonable and they have a, a balanced temperament uh, you can, you know, they can apologize or they could tell you, you know, okay, I can hear you. You can actually be effective with diffusing the situation based on the tips. But when you're in a yes. hostile situation that's dangerous and violent, you know that every attempt to uh, calm the situation or to circumvent the anger or whatever puts you more at risk. That is your red flag. You need to be out of this. You need to get out of it. Yes. Find a way yes, to... Yes, because it's very difficult to... I think, you know, those tips are good, but when you're trying to reason with an unreasonable person, right. you just are not going to win. And that's what it boils down to, because if somebody's unreasonable and they've already got their agenda and they know that it's all about, you know, wanting to control you, wanting to put fear of God in you, all of these things... Well, that's their agenda and that's their end goal. Mm -hmm. So, if, you know, yeah. trying to reason, I think, you know, again, like you're saying, you, you kind of have to know that that person is somebody that you can actually even begin to do that with. Exactly. So so the person, I mean, anyone <laughs> that that's dealing, if your individual is dealing with a situation, what they have to think really is they have to put uh, their self first. They have to practice self-care. Mm -hmm. So, and they have to make some mm -hmm. hard, tough love decisions on themselves. Be accepting of yourself. Care for yourself. Understand that, you know, you you deserve a better situation mm -hmm. and healthier. Yes, you deserve healthier, a better, balanced relationship and emotional well-being. And, it, it, and this means that you're right, Colleen. Maybe I think that this COVID situation and being quarantined in quarters and situ these are circumstances and in existence that individuals have been they tolerate but this has, takes it to a whole nother level because now there's not mm -hmm. no escape this is the time yes. to the to self true self-reflection do i need to remain in this situation this is the telling time that i have to stop lying and pretending to myself it, it is time for you to get out of this. It's not healthy for you. Yeah. And maybe really yes. after COVID, post-COVID, there's a new me. I think this is yes. a time that this quarantine and lockdown, because of C-19, is making us as individuals reflect on a lot of self-thought, you know, inner reflections. And, you know, this is when self-care means, you know, uh, writing down, journaling, uh, being mindfulness yes. about yourself and your reality around you, you know, just do a check-in and being honest. Being, being honest, because, you know, the thing is you get, you probably get to a stage, you know, where you're in a bit of denial. Because yeah. if someone's really broken you down, told you you're worthless, you're this, <laughs> you're that, you know, eventually what happens is you start to believe that. Yeah, that's you right. Know? So it is about like, real honesty and just being really honest with yourself and like you were saying knowing that you deserve so much more it starts with the self-love and it's very hard if you're in a situation with someone who's supposed to love you but they're acting like they actually hate you <laughs> right
belittling you every day, right? Right. They're calling it love. That's not a version of love that I ever want to see. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and you know, and also the uh, the infamous uh, apology, apology, you know, the guy, the apologizer, that after he beats you to a pulp, it's like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You know, I love you. I would never do anything to hurt you. Oh, please. <laughs> you know, but there are people that are in those loops. And it just cycles. Yes. And they go, but he didn't yeah. mean it. He really loves me. Honey, wake up. Smell the coffee. Yeah. Get a clue. <laughs> C is yes. not for COVID. C is for get a clue. <laughs> 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 and quickly. <laughs> yeah. C19. 19. Right. <laughs> clue number 19, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the other thing as well, like, because we are locked down and we're not able to go out and, and people are not able to go out and socialize and, um, and you know, a, a lot of um, people that are in uh, domestic uh, abusive situations, you know, a lot of alcohol is involved. Yes. Alcohol is involved. So alcohol yes. have risen yes. in the supermarkets. <laughs> I noticed that. The shelves, a lot of the shelves were, were empty, more in the early stages, not so much now, but still, you know, alcohol's involved. Um, what they've done in Greenland is they've started to limit the sales of alcohol because they know this. Oh, really? So they started to, yeah, which I think is a really good measure. Oh, wow. Um, they've mm. started to limit the sales of alcohol. So as to, you know, curb the rise in the um, domestic violence cases right. you know COVID-19 and they're referring to the the increase of alcohol the alcohol consumption uh is due to stress uh, uh what they call it uh, stress drinking and you're yes. right so i think in the beginning stages everybody were buying you know buying those gallons thinking they're not going to have access to alcohol and pint making sure that mm -hmm. they're fully stocked of everything and anything besides toilet tissue but all of their you mm -hmm. know uh indulgences and uh so i see in the united states it said the consumption has increased 55% compared to last year there you go Probably the same kind of numbers here too. I, right. I mean, I, it just it just wouldn't surprise me because um, you know the Brits we that they are a nation of drinkers. We have a lot of pubs and bars. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean that is quite. Uh, um, it's, it's worrying, you know, it, it's really worrying. And the thing is as well, we're, you know, like you said, it's, it's not just, you know, we're on lockdown, but remember the added stresses for a lot of people, which is, you know, they're, they're, they're losing their jobs. Oh, boy. So, yeah, yeah so that, that, you know, with that factored in, I'm sure there's a lot more new cases of um, right. domestic abuse. You know, um, according to the University of Utah, uh, a study says that uh, women during this time are more likely to use alcohol to cope with depression and anxiety and the effects during of stress drinking with women during C-19 pandemic has also been it just over off the charts, off the charts. 
So it's wow. and that's that's a surprising statistic that it's been higher for women. That is surprising. Yeah. For women, that is surprising. Hmm. And there's got to be something that's accounting for that. Yeah. Well, probably several reasons I would think that uh, that account to it. Some of it is for the women I think who are lonely, isolated, without yes. a significant yes. other. You know. Or someone to balance it. So, you know, there were other issues underlying, obviously, already. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm a little guilty because I have to say that I have uh, <laughs> increased my intake of tequila, particularly. And, uh, tequila? I know. To, as a, a friend calls it, tequila. But, uh, <laughs> tequila. <laughs> but I said, you know what? As of today, and this is not like, uh, oh, whatever. Is that a, uh, no, that's not wine you're drinking. Is it? <laughs> it looks good, whatever it is. <laughs> it is an alcoholic beverage. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an apple cider. Oh, okay. And I, I, I actually haven't, no, my alcohol consumption has not increased. Third drink I've had in four, five weeks, four weeks. Oh, excellent, excellent. So uh, with, on yes. that note, yeah. I, I said as of today, Sunday, there's two things that I'm doing because uh, I'm going to uh, begin a, a cleanse again. I did it over uh, in February before the lockdown. Um, I did a, a cleanse. and It was about 14 days, and there's no alcohol during the cleanse, Uh and uh, but it's also to make some adjustments in lifestyle uh, adjusting and changing. Yes. So, so as of today, it starts today. It's dietary and you know and it's abstinence from things that that just can't be a part of it. So part of it is cleansing the gut, uh, getting back to the knee issue. It's uh, focusing on reducing weight, you know, and bringing that down, adjusting my you know um, diet and. On the first few days, the the cleanse, I, it's it's a tough one because the 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 real uh, discipline, the higher level cleanse, let's say level three cleanse, is it's fasting for five days, and but you're drinking all kind of juices, and you're drinking right. a, a certain, and there's this uh, uh, mixture, and it's mixed with. Uh, that you mix with juices and it's made, you're supposed to drink it five times a day. It's made out of a, a kind of a charcoal and, and all kind of herbs. And there's some, uh, apple cider in there. It's, it's a powder and, uh, it's tough right. to drink, but <laughs> you have to, uh, you know, to consume it, to do it. The real, uh, intake of it is five times a day. So five days of that five times a day and your gut and everything, you, you know, your hair, head clears up. Your gut feels better. And also, I know that this is a segue to change my diet, to lose, start losing the weight that I need for, you know, to, my need to be a feel better. So, so there's no room for the alcohol and the sugars that, you know, <sighs> that just Absolutely. plump you up and make you unhealthy. They so. plump you up. They're, they're um, empty calories, they call them. They're right. just empty. There's, you know, they're not providing you with anything but weight gain. Exactly. That's what they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, good for you, though. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, you know what? I mean, and just to seg segue back into our topic, even though, you know, maybe living with the asshole is, could be you. 
right? It could be us. Yeah. We could be our yeah. own asshole and quarantine with ourselves. <laughs> that's, that, that's actually a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, we could be abusing ourselves. And, and exactly. We need to kind of wake up and realize, and this is a great time to, you know, switch the program up. It is, it is, like I said, there's opportunity in lockdown. There is opportunity in lockdown. I love I that. If you start, if you start to look at it in that way, then you can start to begin, begin the process of change. Exactly. Okay, change, because, I mean, once we come out of lockdown, we know that we're not going to immediately go back to normal living, but... At least if you've started that process of change, yes. it gives you time to integrate it when you do integrate yourself back into work, back into society and all of those things. You know, I love that. And I think that for the people who are, um, you know, and we're talking about the people who are on lockdown by themselves uh, and dealing with a little bit of isolation and they know that their worst enemy is themselves. And this is uh, I, this is an opportunity uh to do something different. And I think this is where pairing and de- dealing with the challenge with the friend that says, you're in lockdown, I'm in lockdown. What is it we want to achieve in our life? Let's support each other. You know, if, we, if it's, you know, now yes. I think that people are kind of coming out of that, uh, uh, pandemic. Remember we talked about that, yes. the pandemic paranoia. So, you know, if the, yes. initially everybody went stocked up on toilet tissue, stocked up on meat, stocked up on alcohol, stocked up on their marijuana or medical marijuana or whatever they need to alter their their states, mm-hmm. mental states during this because they're yes. thinking, I'm going to be miserable. Now that most people put on five to ten or more pounds and not feeling great about themselves and says, you know what, I'm not getting exercise, I'm not getting sun. Now the time is to turn, the, you know, the, the flick, flip the switch, you know, the turn it on and yes. turn it around. So if you team up with someone and say, you know what, let's, let's take advantage of the opportunity to work on ourselves. And I will coach you, I'll be your support, you coach me, you'll be my support. Like you did with the walk with your friend the other day. That was valuable. Absolutely. Yes. It's valuable. And what we've been doing since, you know, what we're we're planning to do now, which I didn't talk about earlier, but, you know, she said to me, can you check in with me every day? Hmm. I said, absolutely. That's not a problem. I like that. So I I send her an inspirational quote in the morning. Hmm. So when she wakes up, there's something positive for her to see. And then, you know, we'll have some discussion throughout the day. She's putting together a vision board of things that she wants to achieve in the future. And she's, you know, trying to source the card to make it on. And, you know, so she's getting, you know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, mojo during COVID-19 and how to get your mojo back. You know, this is that time. I really feel like this is a, a, a really great time. And, and yeah, you know, every. You know, try and find somebody that is a source of inspiration. If you've got deadweight people around you, they are not the people to turn to right now because they're just going to drag you down even more. Oh, find yes. Find somebody who's, who, who is your motivating friend, your friend that's inspirational, that you know will inspire you, that will have your back, and that will help you to, you know, 
get on track or to change these habits to you know get out of that bad relationship whatever it might be you know buddy up with somebody you know buddy up with somebody buddy up and you know also you uh good advice is anyone that is toxic this is the time to divorce yourself from toxic people whether it's on the phone even in your environment you need to start planning how to divorce yourself from that situation or you you put a lot of energy into getting some support if you can get them to cooperate so that you can have support to change the direction of the relationship this is an opportunity right now to do that but i think key for individuals uh and because I, I, it's funny, I, I think I read something, I came across something I was reading the other day. And it, it the woman was dealing with, uh, uh, it was a question to, um, I think, to whoever wrote the article, but how do I deal with uh, uh, a toxic friend or an asshole? I know exactly what it was. No, I was listening to another podcast that I, I like to listen to. Right. And they had a, a, a guest on there, I think maybe with a psychology, psychology background. And one of the uh, guests uh, on the show said, you know, well, tell me, how do I deal with people who are just assholes right now during COVID, which is so mm. funny that we're talking about that. We planned this conversation and I just happened to listen yes. to a, uh, and I didn't even hear the whole podcast because I fell asleep when I woke up. This was the topic, what they were talking about at the time, just this right. morning. And the question was, she said, because I find that she says, I find myself, on the other hand, people that I'm always trying to help the people that are assholes. She says, how do I get out of that? And I think the woman said, you know what? You need to just say no. Just don't take the call. Don't take the call. Separate yourself from those people who are toxic because they're impacting you. Now, and that's not even, it's not like she's a professional coach or, you know, a life coach or a psychologist or a therapist. It's just that she finds herself being compassionate to the people who are assholes. And she's always giving. That means that assholes are takers. They're not givers. Yes, they are. They're takers. So you, yeah. So you really sometimes just have to say no and separate yourself, not take that call. (laughs) Totally. I mean, this woman sounds like, you know, she has no power. You know, I mean, you have all the power within you, you know, to say no, to, you know, um, Ease that person out of your life, however you're going to do it, even if you've got to come up with a strategy, a game plan, and it's going to take you some weeks or it's going to take you some months. Again, it's like having a goal, setting a goal and and achieving that goal. You know, the end goal is your own sanity and your own well-being. Yes. You know, I I find it, it was really kind of funny because she was laughing. The thing is, is that this particular person, individual, she's a comedian. So, and so while she was saying that she, she was laughing, she's like, I always find myself helping the assholes. How do you get rid of the assholes? And, you know, and I think maybe there's something that she gets out of it from a comedic perspective. That's why, because you have these people and characters that you're collecting and you can perform, you know, the character and and mimic the assholes because you're getting something out of it. But I think, but then there's a line, even artistically, if you're getting something. But if you find yourself crossing that line, it's like, okay, this is becoming a little too much for me at this point. Now, I got all the material I need from you. (laughs) 
Now, asshole, I gotta say mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a heavy price. It's a heavy price to pay, and you never know how far it's going to go. Yeah, you know, you just don't know how far it's going to go if you are willingly sort of entering into a situation like that. You don't know what you're entering into, really. If even if you are using it as material for your comedic work, you still don't know what you're. You know, you're still putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think to a degree, all comedians uh, do to some degree, you know, if, if you know, or it's, it's, it's a certain keen awareness about what's going on around you. You know, I, I certainly have a strong, always had a strong interest in the uh, comedy profession. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and just as an individual, oh, yes, you have. Yes. yeah, yeah, you know, just being very observant around you. But that's one thing for people that have keen observation. You do have to protect your uh, your emotions because when you have keen observation, you can easily take things on a personal level when you don't need to, and it's knowing when to separate mm-hmm. because obviously uh, people with comedic. Uh, a sense of comedy and comedic background a lot of that comes from pain and it's finding a way to transfer uh that pain and they found a way you know uh to do that now not not saying that's true about all comedians because some people just grew up in funny families you know and 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 nobody's dysfunctional they're just funny and crazy in a dysfunctional crazy fun way but not in a harmful way you know so there's different ways of looking at it but I think when we're talking about, you know, self-care and self, self-help and self-work, this is a time to just do the work on self, whatever that means. To begin journaling, I think yes. vision board, reaching out, make sure you have a tag team coach, you know, uh, support mm-hmm. system, friends, uh, kids, you know, look for, you know, if they didn't take away their cell phones, <laughs> but, you know, to, yes. you know, to uh, download the apps that, you know, give you support, look for them because surprisingly there's quite a few of them. Some of them are, are mm. free. Some of them charge, but then there's agencies now. And uh, even on, uh, again, on Facebook, there are people that are doing, you know, live Facebook live. And I think that's wonderful yes. if you can find a resource, oh, for, especially for youth or even for, you know, a, yes. an ad- adult, be it male yes. or female, that need that support. Yeah. There are loads of resources right now. Right. So many. Um, you just, you know, you can access them. It's, it's that easy. You know, most people have some kind of smart device now whether it's a laptop whether it's a ipad some kind of tablet even on your phone you know it's everything's just the click away of a button you know there's a lot of stuff as well where you can do um you know like have a like a self-care checklist you know how you're going to care for yourself what are you going to do every day what are you going to do every week so that you are charting your progress and you can tangibly see the progress that you're making i think that's also really important there's loads of stuff online like that these checklists right downloadable or printable and, and this kind of thing so yeah it is a perfect time i think you know to really do that that self-care work um, so that you are coming out of this situation a better person than you started it in. 
Exactly. So I think that's, you know, that's really good tip. So, I you know, at this time, this is a time to, to be deliberate and consistent towards self-love, positivity, to be balanced and, in you know, and independent and make an, a deliberate effort to create pleasantness of our minds, our bodies, and our souls. And this is an opportunity to do that. And don't do it alone. No, you, I mean, no man is an island, right? No That's man right. Is an island. We all need people. And, you know, sometimes I feel like as motivated, you know, I, I do coaching and all the rest of it. But sometimes I need a little bit of help. Exactly. You know, sometimes I do, but, you know, I'm getting a lot more, I'm getting better at it now. Right. But, you know, everybody needs a helping hand. And particularly if somebody is struggling, and, you know, when you're struggling or in a crisis, it can seem like there's no way out and there's no one to turn to. But there is people you can turn to. And everybody's got an immediate or direct friend that they can turn to. And then there's lots of different online resources that you can turn to as well that's going to, you know, uplift you and motivate you and even challenge you. That's right. So I think with that, we just need to remember there is opportunity each and every day, even right now during lockdown, there's opportunity. So there's opportunity. That's right. So um, with that, I think we should go into the keeping it real, the news of the week. Yes, a lot's been going on. A lot has been going on this week. Oh my goodness! So much. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know what? I want to. I don't know. Start with a high note or a low note, but I'm going to start with the not so high note. Uh, okay. <laughs> which is. Um, uh, did you hear about uh, the young man that was shot and killed back in, uh, that was February? And, February, uh, yes. Yes, and um, the young man's name is... Um, is it Ahmad? Ahmad, uh, it is. Aubrey, I think. Yeah, Ahmad Aubrey. It was such a tragic situation, and... Uh, so here's just to bring up a little news story of what actually happened. But uh, Ahmad was, it happened in uh, Georgia. And I think it might have been, I, I just got a pop-up of a happy Mother's Day gift that popped up on my, that, that's, uh, it just popped up on his, uh, right. Okay, so Ahmad Aubrey who just turned 26 years old uh, the other day. Uh, very tragic, but the story is that he was shot and killed, actually murdered, uh, back in February while jogging. Um, it was a father and son uh, who saw, saw Ahmad and uh, assumed or believed that he was a person who had been burglarizing the uh, neighborhood, and which was absolutely incorrect. And as a result, and I don't have the name of the father and son, they were uh, addressed, uh, arrested for yes. killing him. And so, and what was, you know, for someone who was only 26 years old, um, 
you know, who just, I mean, well, he wasn't even 26, but just turned 26. That uh, that was very tragic. And it sparked, once again, protest, uh, in, you know, locally of, of just getting justice for Ahmad. And just another yes. situation that it's just tragic. And, you know, that things like this have happened or, you know, and continue to happen. So I just, I feel like when's it going to stop? This is just absolutely unbelievable. Every time I hear these stories that come out from the United States like this, because we don't really have that happening here in the UK. Right. Okay. We don't have it happening in the UK. We do have racism. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we don't have young black men just being shot. Murdered. In the streets. because they're out jogging or they're walking crazy. or whatever, and I'm, I'm suspecting that you're somebody that ro- is robbing people in the neighbourhood. No. So I, it just, I, I just think, gosh, we're in 2020 now. What is going on? Well, you know, something... How is this still happening? I agree. I, You know, I, it, as much as I, it hurts to state this, but I'm going to go back to when the day that Obama won the election. And while it was, remember, I know, remember exactly where I was that evening out celebrating like the, like all of America. And I was sitting in We a, had a conversation that day. You rang me. Yeah, okay. Because it was At such a... some point during that day. Wow. Me, I remember we were crying. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Can you believe it? Oh my God. Oh my God. How glorious that feeling, you know, and, and I I miss that feeling. But then I remember it was close to midnight and I was at a, uh, a Japanese uh, restaurant bar that, which is closed now, Zumo's. And I thought all of a sudden the reality hit me and I thought, oh my God, what this means, this means that we're going to be face facing some challenging times. Over the next year, few years, everybody's thinking that oh we've arrived. It's like no, we've only begun. And what I what that meant to me was translation was that there was going to be some very ugly things that was going to happen, in you know in our society because there are people that are not going to accept this well. Now post Obama yes. era, after uh, Obama's uh, you know um, left the White House. There's been more deaths and murders of African-American males in the U.S. than ever before. And I feel to some degree that there's some kind of uh, social retaliation within the minds of certain people. And we know that we see that right now with number uh, 45 president um, that, you know, because he can't seem to get Obama's name out of his mouth. And he speaks to that base of people that think that way and rarely have, have the individuals who have been, you know, the culprits been properly prosecuted rarely. So I, you know, it's a sad thing and it's tragic, but I feel that there's the undercurrents of this, is really hostile racism and still with such retribution because we had an African-American president and that taste is still in, bitter in their mouth. Because your president keeps it there. That's why. That's true. He keeps it there. You're he right. He keeps it there. 
You're right. And that's why he won't, you know, that he's keeping that alive. And that's the problem. Well, you know, it's really sad, but so I just wanted to, you know, mention that with, uh, you know, with, uh, mm-hmm. with honor to, uh, Audrey and, uh, just to keep his name and lift his name, Ahmad Aubrey, who would have been, uh, 26, I believe on May 6th. So I just want to, you know, give his honors. And also since it's Mother's Day, I want to raise and lift up his mother, Wanda Cooper, who, you know, has to deal with this, but I want to lift her up and encourage and strength and, and, uh, guidance and, and, and empower. May you just walk and act in power and receive justice for her son. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So with that, other things in the news. Yes. So we had lost, uh, wow, three people uh, who have been just trailblazers in um, in um, music. But, yes, we have, sadly, sadly, and, a couple of icons. Yes. A couple of icons. So starting with, yeah, so, oh, uh, starting with, well, we, we lost Andre Harrell, Little Richard, and Betty Wright. So you want to talk yes. about? So, yeah, Andre Harrell. I'm going to just touch a bit on him because, you know, he was definitely a trailblazer in setting up Uptown Records back in, like, 1986. Wow. Um, he signed some amazing artists to his label. He had Guy, Heavy D, uh, Joe Desi, Albie Shaw, Wow, um, Mary J. Blige, to name a few. Oh. So he had some real, you know, legendary acts that Heavy are hitters. going down in the yes, in the Black Hall of Fame of music. Mm. Um, and then we know that um, uh, uh, Sean Puffy Coombs was an intern for Harrell back in the day. That's, That's right. That's how he got his start. Um, and and yeah, he he's basically. You know, he, he was at Uptown. He, he went over and did some, some work. I think he was CEO of um, Motown. And more recently, they, uh, BET were doing a sort of a mini docu-series on the, um, the Uptown, um, Uptown record story. So I don't know what's going to happen and whether that's still going to go Oh, really? Finish shooting. If, oh, that would yes, be great. Yes. Yeah, so the docu-series. I look forward to that. Great. That would be great. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, not sure what's going to happen. And then the other legendary person that we lost this week was the formidable Betty Wright. Yes. Literally, that was just in the last couple of days. Mm. Our lovely Betty Wright, she, she, oh, she defined a generation. Um, and she was the first African-American female artist to win a, um, a gold record on her own label. I didn't even know she oh, had really? a Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know yes, that. I, I didn't know that either. Um, and she was also apparently Beyonce's vocal coach at some point. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. So, yeah, it's funny what you discover when you start with researching somebody isn't it oh let's Um, let's play a little betty right 
Remember this? It's called Tonight's the Night. Your mother's. It. Don't you remember that? Tonight's the night, uh, Betty Wright. That's perfect oh, for uh, uh, acknowledging that mothers. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the other person that uh, we lost here was uh, Richard, Little Richard, or I should say Richard Wayne, Wayne Penniman, also known as Little Richard, who was 87 years old. Uh, he passed just uh, yesterday. He was... Um, the king known as the king and the architect of rock and roll, baby. And he always demanded his praises. Uh, he was born oh, in, he yes, born in Macon, Georgia. And he, his uh, last place of residence or where he passed was in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, he is in the rock and roll hall of fame. He's known for many songs such as, Oh God, Tutti Fruity, Long, um, Long Tail Sally, uh, bop, bop, a woo, blop, a bop, bam, boom, you know, all of that. Tootie Fruity. <laughs> Go Rudy. So, uh, we got to give Richard his pop props right now. All right, little Richard. Yes. Oh, bless him. I know. When you hear his music, you just can't keep still. I'm, I was literally here bopping away. <laughs> it's true. We really have. We really have lost the legend. That's really true. Have. Absolutely. So, little Richard, rest in power. All of them: Andre Harrell, Betty Wright. Rest in power. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, with that, um, I think it's time for a Shiro. Yes. Time to introduce our Shiro. Our Shiro of the week is Mary Mahoney, civil rights activist and nurse. Born 1845 to 1926. We selected Mary because we want to recognize National Nurses Week and actually global on what date again, Colleen? It's on uh, May the 12th. May 12th. Here in the States, is we're recognizing caregivers and nurses from May 6th through the May 12th. So Mary Mahoney, Mahoney became the first black woman to complete her nurse's training in 1879. She was admitted to the School of New England Hospital for Women and Children, and she became the first black woman to complete nurse's training in 1879. 
She was one of the first black members of the American Nurses Association and credited as one of the first women to register to vote in Boston following uh, the amendment ratification of the 19th Amendment in 1920. She was in, inducted into the Nurses Hall of Fame and the National Women's Hall of Fame. We want to recognize uh, Mary Mahoney for her pioneering spirit, her caregiving, and her leadership, and of all things, of being an extraordinary, extraordinary shero. Thank you. Yay. Mary Mahoney. Yay! Thank you, Mary. So with that, it's time for us to close another episode of uh, Sister Love, Untethered and Under the Radar. So, and just remember our word for the week or and, and the lesson today is that there is opportunity in lockdown. So for all of you out there, just remember every day is a new day. It may begin with hurt, but you can end it with healing. From paying the possibilities, making each day more appealing. Defeat into determination, despair into opportunity. See them as perfect imperfections and all things that help you to become extraordinary. Thanks for listening today. Until next time, bye.